This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Be with all of you. Really a pleasure. Uh, raise your hand if you were here last, whatever, when I was here. Were you here last year? We were down in the basement. Uh, we had a great time together. I was kind of in a wild mood that night. And I'm kind of in a wild mood tonight, too. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm back here in America. And uh, missing, missing home in a big way. Just want to get back to Eretz Israel, see my family and all that. But uh, but really, I miss Eretz Israel because it's Eretz Israel. And uh, in Eretz Israel, Yiddishkeit's organic. You don't have to assert it on your. You don't have to assert it on your environment. It's it is the it's the it's the essence of. Everything. So you leave a shear, you leave a davening in Eretz Yisrael, and you walk out. Everything's exactly like it was in Shul. It's it's, it's Eretz Yisrael because air, avira there. It's the avir da'ar machkin. Whereas here, you walk out of Shul, you like, well, maybe Muncie. It looks like pretty. It's pretty chill, Muncie. But you walk out on Brooklyn, you walk out on the streets. It's like everything's exactly the opposite of what was going on in Shul. It's like you're like a salmon trying to swim upstream. So tonight we have an exciting agenda. We're going to learn about the ten spheres of personality. Many of you are probably mystified by the ten spheres and maybe have learned it a lot of times, different ways, but still it doesn't quite connect, doesn't quite stim. It's hard to... Uh, Hard to, oh, uh, Shmuel, can you show me how wide I can walk here? Don't tell me you're doing a full portrait. Oh, great, thank you so much. One sec. Great. Thank you. It's hard to get a tisa on, uh, on the Esospheros. And understand how they work. So I came up with a shortcut, and now you are in my workshop. Before I forget, I wasn't even going to mention it, but then I realized that every time I run a possible youth seminar in Brooklyn, there's always some character from Muncie who drives in every day. So I might as well invite you guys. I wasn't even going to, but then I realized there are guys who, and you know, every time I've run in Muncie, there were a couple knuckleheads from Brooklyn who drove in to do the seminar in Muncie. So... I'm announcing that there's a seminar in Brooklyn. It's going to be at the Borough Park Center, which is a uh, next door to Maimonides. It's a rehab for elderly, and uh, and I guess it's a rehab for us as well in some way. Uh, but but it's quite an experience to come in and do it. I, I just launched it in Canada for the first time ever. Just ran possibly a seminar in uh, Toronto, and the last seminar ended a couple hours ago, actually jumped on a plane to come be with y'all. Peace. And it's a, it's a wild journey into the self, and uh, it transforms your relationships, transforms your marriage, transforms your connection to your parents, gives you an ability to love and honor your parents and do all kinds of mitzvahs in a real lishmadik way to really identify what makes us tick and then to be able to tase it. You guys ever seen like cops tasing somebody I guess cops aren't tasing people in Muncie so often but 
you're able to tase your the the mechanisms that have you on a knee-jerk reaction to what's happening to you in life you no longer have knee-jerk reactions you're actually able to to proactively be effective in your life and in your relationships it's something powerful it's a lot of hours together and it's something you should definitely try at some point or another Sunday in Brooklyn starts at 10 a.m. My uh, next door to Maimonides at the Borough Park Center. Monday is going to be the Women's Seminar begins also at 10 a.m. It's all week long. You can see it online, thepossibly.org. Okay, not .com, but .org. Here we go. Now, what I want you to do is set yourselves in chevrusas, okay? So first thing we're going to do is chevrusas. So, okay, everyone's got a chevrusa. Okay, mm-hmm. we've, we've dealt with the logistics. Now let's start learning. Do you guys mind if I loosen up a little bit, or you prefer I teach you my hat? Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Human beings have they have an essence and they have how they manifest, how they show up. There's essence and manifestation. Okay? So you have an essence to you. You know, every person's different, even identical twins. They've got an essence to them totally different than the twin who's got everything, every hair follicles in the same spot. And yet they're totally of different essence. Every human being has an essence. And every human being has how they show up, how they manifest in the world. So, for example, uh, you show up in uh, blue eyes and blonde hair. And you've chosen to wear this green outfit here and this alligator outfit. And, uh, and... But you chose that, and you're showing up in that. And you're, you're whatever you're wearing right now. You're saying, "Know me this way." I'm going to be manifesting this way. That's what we're all doing. But it's not your essence. It's probably close to your essence. Probably more connected to your essence than maybe a purple jacket. We all choose certain colors specifically because it's of our essence. You'll notice if you have uh, teenage girls in your house, you'll notice they dress funny, but. <laughs> When they get a little older, they start to realize which are their colors. And then they just, you'll notice, oh, once they're in their mid-twenties, they'll stay in those colors till the day they die. They, they'll go all the way in those colors. I've made this dream because those are the colors. They're, they're connected to their essence. And so they're manifesting in those colors. I manifest best in black, actually. <laughs> just kidding. Um, anyway, but your eye color, your name... Name's a manifestation. If I put you in an MRI on the screen, it's not going to have your name over and over and over and over and over again. Your name's a manifestation. Your body's a manifestation. Your neshama is your essence. It's very important that in our lives, we always manifest based on our essence. Otherwise, you feel out of your zone. And we all know what that feels like when you're out of the zone. And sometimes you're in the zone. And you're just feeling it. You're feeling good and people are nodding at you. People just relate to you differently when you're in the zone. You relate differently. Your immune system comes up. Digestive system's working good. Everything's running well when you're in your zone. So you really want to manifest according to your essence. And you know the signs when you're out of your essence. When you're out of your essence, you're breathing short. Uh, Could be acne. Again, digestive. Back could hurt, back, head could hurt, 
And all of these different symptoms that show up in the body are in Hashem's amazing, infinite wonder. Feedback mechanisms. Letting you know to get out. To get out of whatever situation you're in. Because it's just not the right occupation, and it's maybe not the right neighborhood, or maybe not the right city, or not the right situation you've gotten yourself into. And so you got to get out. You got to be careful, though. Everyone has to have a Rebbe and go speak to his Rebbe and say, is this just my fears coming up because I'm afraid of rejection, or I'm afraid of failure, I'm afraid of something? Or am I really not in my zone doing what I'm doing right now? So don't make these decisions on your own. But do recognize when your whole being, when your body's becoming allergic to your current situation. So those are signs when you're manifesting out of your essence. But how do you discover your essence to really manifest based on your essence? Meaning now I know how to get out, but how do I get in? How do, how do I make sure I'm doing the things that best work with my nephesh? How do I make sure I'm in the zone? How do I discover my essence? Well, interestingly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has an essence, Atzmius Hashem, which is infinite and inconceivable. You can't even discuss it. But Hashem chose to manifest, so to speak, and it's not really him manifesting because he's infinite and there's no finite manifestation that could have any correlation to infinity. But nevertheless, at least for our world down here, he chose to relate to this world via three major things. We're going to discuss the third. Via the natural world around us, it's all giving messages. For example, Hashem sends you flowers every spring all over the mountains. He sends you sunsets, sunrise. I don't think that's much for Muncie, but he sends you... Oh, wait, there is a Nate's minion, I think, over in that. Nanach minion, actually. They, they don't Nate's. <laughs> so the sunrise. And they, um, they, Hashem sends you relationships and love and chillant and all kinds of delicious things. That's the first way he manifests, is through the physical world. Secondly, is through Torah. When we learn our Torah, it is messages straight from Hashem, letting us know how to relate to Hashem. And the third way, which we're focusing on tonight, because we're all budding Kabbalists now, is the ten spheros. The ten spheros are the ten chosen ways that Hashem is relating to us. He's saying, just like if you're wearing that outfit, know me like this. Hashem saying, know me through the ten spheros. Know me via these ten spheros. Well, if you look in the Torah, it says that we're created in the image of God. We're made in His image. But the obvious kasha comes from the Rambam that God doesn't have an image from the 13 principles of faith. God doesn't have an image. How can we be created in the image of someone who has no image? He doesn't have an image. And the answer is that the image of God that we're created in is the ten spheros. We're made in the image of the ten spheros. And just like Hashem has Chochmah bin and Das, you have Chochmah bin and Das. Just as Hashem has Chesed and Tiferes, you have Chesed and Tiferes. 
And just as Hashem has Netzach, Hod, Yisod, and Malchus, you have Netzach, Hod, Yisod, and Malchus. And your body's made of that. Each sphere connects to a different part of your body. And your personality is made of that. You'll notice that some people I gave a hug to, and other people I shook their hand. No offense to those I shook their hand, but but there's a there's a sense of there has already been a trust period that I had with the people I hugged. So I used Gavura for a while until they felt safe with me and I felt safe with them. And so now that we know where we stand and we're in a trust relationship, so now what is Tiferis, what is beauty, is to give a hug in that particular situation. Whereas someone I'm just meeting, I give him a hug, he's going to be like, you know, like, give me some space. So I'm not in Tiferis. I'm doing Chesed, and he's going to go Gavura to get his space back. That is very far from Tiferis. I'm not in Tiferis. He's not in Tiferis. I'm going to give a handshake. He's chill. I'm chill. We're in Tiferis. And Tiferis always lasts. What we're going to do now, what we're going... In, yeah, okay. Uh, I, if you don't mind postponing that... Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're in uh, we're in the parsha of Toldos, so we have to we got Ace of and immediate gratification. So we got to what is it called? Postponing your gratification. There's a term for it. I forget this. Now we're going to begin the workshop. Here's how it works. You ready? Normally I have a whiteboard, gentlemen. Normally I have a whiteboard, but what we're going to do is we're going to have the kav over here. This is going to be the kav of Chokhmah, Chesed, and Netzach. We're going to have a left kav, okay? And the left kav is going to be Bina, Gvura, and, and Hod. And we're going to have a middle kav, which is going to be, yeah, Das. No, we're going to go with Das. You'll, you'll understand later. We're going to be going with Das, Tiferes, Yisod, and Malchus. Okay, that's the middle cob. Those are the three cobs. This cob over here, the right cobs flow. So if it's Chachma, it's your associative mind that, that just flows with brainstorming and ideas and, and, you know, Chumish or Zohar. It's just the flow. And then you have a, the, the, the person who's more of a, a left side. And that's going to be, oh, I'm sorry, stay over here. You got Chachma, which is all flow over there. And then under that, you got Chesed, as I already spoke. It's like giving a guy a hug who, like, you know, he's your lawyer. And it's inappropriate. That's Chesed just flowing, like tsunamis Chesed, just, yeah, flow. And Netzach, which means perseverance. It's, it's like Moshe Rabbeinu just could take us through the desert for years and years of complaining and trouble from Am Yisrael. But he just keeps going. And that's also a flow. He doesn't stop flowing. He keeps going. He sticks with us all the way, no matter what Hashem says He wants to do with us. <sighs> Moshe Rabbeinu sticks up for us. He keeps going. That's Netzach, perseverance. Because what happens if you have Netzach in a race? You are Minatzeach. You win. Victory comes from perseverance. The, the left side starts with Bina. 
What's Bina? Bina is the, the analytical mind, where I'm picking apart things. It's structural. Then it's Gavura. What's Gavura? It's the structure of life. The seashore is Gavura. The sea, the water, is Chesed. It flows. This cup is Gavura. The water, it'll go into any shape. It's Chesed. It'll go into any shape you put it in. But the cup contains it. It's structure. So Bina is the structure of ideas. Gavura is the structure of things. And Hod is the solidifying factor that keeps it coming through time. Example, a flashlight shooting off a strong flashlight. One of those, uh, you know those heavy ones? What are those things called? Maglights. Maglights, yeah. Of course, probably no one uses those anymore. They're more of a weapon than a flashlight today. But the maglight, when you shine it up into heaven, so the light... The light just kind of, the light just kind of disperses into space and disappears within 100 feet. Who can, who can give me an example of a kind of flashlight that's hoed? Answer? Laser. Yeah, a laser beam. You shine a laser beam and it goes like as far as your eye can handle. It just keeps going and it keeps focusing in on itself. And that's hoed. And that's a structural type of thing. It maintains structure over time, and that's hot. The middle kav is the balance of it all. It's to be being able to to think of all kinds of thoughts, analyze those thoughts, and then come up with a decision. It's the decisive mind. It's rare. One in fifty, one in fifty or a hundred people have this ability to make that be decisive. They're called, in the Torah world, the highest level decisive people are called poischen, are called chevre, uh, chevre, guys, I don't want to stop you from learning Torah, but, but there's about, about 60 guys here trying to hear me speak, okay, thank you so much, so, you can come learn with us too, it's so, Anyway, so you got, you got Das as the decisive mind, that's called a posek. A posek's a unique individual. We all know a lot of people who like know a lot of Chumash and Zohar and all that stuff, but you, you don't go to them necessarily for So then you'd think, wow, Talmud Chacham knows all Talmud and Gemara and everything. But how many times have I been in Kolels where I have a Shaila and I go up to the Roche Kola and they're staggering away and they hear my Shaila. And then, now they're arguing over my Shiloh for like 10 minutes. And then they tell me to wash. Anyone get that? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just too complicated. There's too many sheetas. Just wash and cover it with... Just wash. It's a kind of, I say it as an overall thing of like, you know, I'm not giving up sock. Do the safest thing. Be really machmir. Wash. And, uh, and then you'll potter it, okay? I've, I've been teaching uh, about 10 hours a day now on my feet with the help of my brother Sam. Hey, this is my brother Sam. Sam Glazer. Sam Glazer in the house. So we've been running seminars in Toronto, uh, but on our feet, like 
intense. Intense. And we left the last seminar, ran out of there, got to the airport, got it, got to here and came straight up to this, this chair. That's Das. In the middle it's Tiferes, we already spoke about being in Tiferes. And then it's Yisod, and then it's Malchus. We're not going to go into those details. But one in about 50, 100 people has, is a Das person. Here we go. Hebrew says, are you flow or are you structure? Which one are you? Flow or structure? There are flow personalities and there are structure personalities. What do you think I am? Flow or structure? Flow. Structure. No. I'm extreme flow. Floater. Floater. I'm, I'm extreme flow. Meaning, if it's on a continuum and the word flows here, the, the W keeps going and I'm over there. Okay. Extreme flow. Then there's structure people. Structure people, they love structure. Yeah. And they know this in places like Bed Bath and Beyond. They know that everyone's either floor or structure. Next time you go in one of these places, you will see like by for example the China, for the flow people, they'll have like uh, kind of a, a beautiful flower arrangement, a floral type of thing on the plate, embossed on the plate. And for the structure people, either the plate itself will be geometrically shaped or it'll be round, but they will emboss triangles and cubes on it so all the structure people can breathe. Flow people can't breathe around that stuff. Okay? Structure people do well with that stuff. You go to the curtain area, and this is for the flow people. And you also, uh, Hungarians are a little more flowy, and our world is like, you know, crystal chandeliers and flowy looking things and stuff. But you'll see, there will be curtains with very sharp lines in them. Very sharp lines that are, that are for the structure people. This is happening everywhere. It's happening in clothing sales. They know you. They know that the flow people are going to buy flow, and they know that the structure people are going to be buying structure. This is a well-known thing in the retail world. So what your chavrus is going to be is whether your flow or structure, and to give an example of one of those two. Again, I'll give you a little more. Flow people have no concept of time. They might, if they're more balanced, they might have some concept of time, but very little concept of time. For example, I would keep teaching you guys probably till tomorrow morning because I just would never know what time it was. If someone doesn't tell me, by, you'll see tonight. If you don't tell me what time it is, I'll just keep going because I always think it's like much earlier than it is. Okay? Then you've got the structure side. A structure person, they understand time more or less. They can know. Uh, raise your hand if you think you're more of a structure guy. Structure guy? Okay, very good. Now, don't look at your watch. What time is it? Tell me right now. Just take a guess. Wild guess. He's taking a guess. Oh, you're pretty far off, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway structured people know what time it is another thing uh, both everyone loves vacation flow people love vacation structure people love vacation like a summer vacation but the difference is a flow person leaves his itinerary up to God. Let God plan it. Whereas a structure person says, oh, I got all summer off. 
and they, they structure their whole summer to make sure they do everything they can do that they could possibly get done. And they will structure their whole summer. Whereas flow people just let summer happen. Yeah, raise your hands if you're a let summer happen. Raise your hands if you're a structure of the free time. Okay, so you're getting to know yourselves. Okay, now we're going to have chavrusas. Whoever has those shorter hair where the tefillin goes will start. You're going to say what you feel you are with your floor structure, and then you'll say, um, and then you'll you'll give an example in your life of how you are more structure or flow. Okay, let's go. Chavrusas, one minute each. Go. Okay, raise your hand and share with everybody whether whether you're uh, structure and flow and give an example. Come on. Go ahead. Uh, I'm structure. Structure and what's an example? Uh, when I go to school and there's another school, I don't go to the next door and I don't just go into either one. Uh, only go in the school that I go to. Excellent example. You go to the school that you go to and not the one you don't. That's a good example of structure. Okay, let's see. Who else has one? Come on. Come on. Don't be shy. There you go. You'd see. So, um, as for about an hour ago, I made up where I'm, where I'm going to be for Shabbos. Even though, I mean, even though I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> he waited till Thursday night, and he's not a bohr. He's an avrech with a family. He decided where he's going for Shabbos Thursday night, but he's not sure yet. Floor structure. Flow. Flow. Okay. Uh, let's hear, let's hear another example. Good, please. Shh. You, want to, you want to film these guys? What? I couldn't figure out what we're supposed to do, but I let it flow on. <laughs> this is classic. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay, can we hear? Of course, the structure guys are like those are the guys who don't want the hug. So, if you oh wait, we had one, but any other structure guy? You're a structure guy. So basically. I like to, you know, I like to organize all my business meetings in different continents. Like if I go to Mexico, I go to Argentina, <laughs> I go to London, you know. I like things to be in order when I precede these prospects, you know. Your structure. So I like, you know, I like, your, I like my assistant to make sure everything is <laughs> organized so I could, you know, do these things. Uh-huh. But you, you know what you probably want? What you probably want, though, is that your driver would be flow. Because he can do crazy moves, man. But I also, I think I'm also... He doesn't flow. care about traffic law. I think essence, my essence is structure, but I also like flow. Like, I like there to be flow. Well, who doesn't? I mean, so I, everyone I, likes I, a day on the beach. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to get streamed on YouTube. This is going to be all time. Okay, here we go. Now, uh, here we go. Gentlemen... <laughs> I left out balance for now. Why? Because everyone wants to say they're the balance guy. <laughs> everyone wants to be that balance guy, so I left it out. It's also very, very rare. It's one in many, many people. They're the kind of people who, who just do both perfectly. Like they can be as structured as the most structured person ever, and they can be as flow as the most flow person ever. So they'll be all planned out, and they got this plan and a structure and what they're doing, and then all of a sudden God throws a curveball. And the whole plan disappears. And you see, like, a structure guy is just like, they don't know what to do with themselves. Whereas a balanced guy just goes, like, immediately into the new situation. And he's just cool. 
and you can just flow with that situation. They're, they're generally managerial positions. Uh, balanced people are managers because they got to move with it. They got to be able to go with it. On the one hand, they got to structure it. On the other hand, they got to flow with it. You know, for example, you're in a business that's, that's got trends. And trends change, things are changing, how you're selling, where you're selling, where you're manufacturing. There's a lot of things changing, the styles of what you're selling. So you got to be able to move with all that. But at the same time, you got to handle all the structure of it all. Great. So now we know more or less we're flow and structure or if you're a balance type. And again, there's extreme flow and there's extreme structure personalities too. So you can be extreme, but you can also be very close to balance. You're still a flow or you're still a structure, but you're quite balanced. And then there's that rare individual who's just right down the center. He's just one of these amazing uh, middle cob guys who's, uh, who's that balance between the two. Okay, great. We're going to move into a new section now. That was the columns. Now we're going to move into the rows. And this gets exciting. The, the, whether your floor structure is a matter of style. What's your style? Are you a flow style? Are you a structure style? That's just about style. Okay, what was the first part about? Together? Uh, Come on guys, look alive. Style. style. Oh. Now we're going into the actual rows. And those are your USB cable interface to reality. How do you connect to this world? And that's now the rows. So on the top row, you have people who connect intellectually. And that's why the top rows, Hoffman, Bean, and Das. They love books. They love ideas. They love to learn. They love Wikipedia. They love Google. Yeah? They, they just love information. They love it. And in fact, people kind of interrupt it. They tend to prefer it. They prefer ideas. They prefer information. And when they're going to bed at night, they don't want, you know, more social networking. They want to open a book, pour over a book. The idea people. And those top people, the people up there, are called, we're gonna, they're all going to begin with eyes. That top row's called intellectuals. Yeah? We're going to call them intellect. By the way, it doesn't mean they're smart. I remember once the top student in our base midgets in Eretz Israel. He was not at all an intellect guy. He just was the smartest guy. But all he could think about all day was burgers, bars, and beer. He doesn't like ideas. He just was the smartest guy in every shear. He was a genius guy. Just had no interest in that. It's not his USB cable interface. Not what he loves. The next level after intellect. What's the top level again? A little louder, guys. I want you to get involved, man. You're sitting in passive mode, just listening to speak. Let's go, okay? Top level? The next level is... The next level is interpersonal. These are people people. Interpersonal people, that's the middle level. That's the, you know, the Chesed Ferris. They're interpersonal people. So I'm an interpersonal person. I work with people. I'm monitoring all of you right now, all the time. And if you added another 50 of you, I'd be monitoring them as well. And if you put another couple hundred, I'd be monitoring them as well. No matter how many you put, as long as my eye can sense everybody, I will be literally having my shear go with the entire room in patterns. Because I work purely synergistically with people interpersonally. 
comfortable with myself. I look you in the eyes and keep locked on. I can lock on. I'm okay in my own skin when I'm with other people. I like lots of people. I like few people. One-on-one's cool too. I'm an interpersonal person. Now, this doesn't necessarily discuss introverts or extroverts because you can be interpersonal but be an introvert. So you'd probably do best as a psychologist or something. Now, we have so far interpersonal, now, uh, sorry, intellect, and now interpersonal. Interpersonal, they have jobs, occupations that are involved with a lot of interaction. So, for example, someone who is, uh, you know, I don't want to go through those examples yet. The last is also an I, it's instinct. Instinct people are very instinctual. They're very tactile. They like things that are tangible. They like to touch it. They like hammers and nails and power tools. They like ATVs. They like uh, mikvahs and hot tubs and sports and, you know, money and sensual things, burgers. Yeah? They like that stuff. They like chilling. Yeah? Okay, let's hear all three after me. Intellect. Interpersonal. Interpersonal. That's people, people. And then there's instinct. Okay? Instinct. Intellect, interpersonal, instinct. That's the USB cable. Now, you have all three. I mean, I do learn. I'm interpersonal, but I still learn. I have all three. You have all three. But the question is, what is your optimal order of events? What is your optimal setting? of where you feel the most hooked up in this world and make that your number one. So for example, I'm most connected with people. Secondly, my number two modality is instinct. If you look at my lifestyle, if I'm not teaching class, I'm either on, I'm, I'm either in the mikvah, on a mountain bike, doing some other kind of exercise, surfing, yeah, oh, music, playing music, total instinct thing. I'm really very strong instinct. So what am I? I'm a two, three, one. What was two? Interpersonal. Interpersonal. What's three? Instinct. instinct. One, intellect. I'm not intellectual. I mean, ideas are cool and everything, but not that important to me. Okay? It's not really where I live. I have to stretch myself. And by the way, how do I make sure I learn? Chavrusa. Chavrusa Masusa. If I don't have someone waiting for me, I probably won't show up. But I'm so interpersonal, I won't leave my Chavrusa hanging. So I show up just because I care about people. So it's really important for interpersonal people to work with Chavrusas. And don't try to make your own learning Seder because you won't do it. You won't honor your Seder. So I'm a two, three, one. You get other people. I know someone who's a stock trader, very well to do. And all the stock traders are generally instinct. They're instinct people. And they just watch those computer screens and one there, one there, one there, which, you know, looks to me like Gehenna. And they're staring at all, because I'm flow in that structure. They're staring at these numbers. But the real good ones are just, they got their finger on the pulse of the markets. And then they feel they got to buy or they got to sell. And it's an instinct. And if they second guess it, if they even swivel their chair around and ask their partner, what do you think? 
it's gone. It's gone. And they use it if they, they shouldn't even bother and move on because they'll probably blow the sale or the buy at that point. They'll probably blow it. Instinct people have to honor their instincts. And they're all, and anyway, I gave you that. That's an occupation that they do. Okay, great. What is your USB? Are you a one, three, two? So that guy, that stock trader, he's a total three. He happens to be smarter than anyone in this room. He's a whip of a brilliant man. However, he really just spends all his brains in the stock market because he's a three and then he's a one and then he's a two. But his three's giant. His one's little. He's not that intellectual. And his two's like he's very uncomfortable when he's with you. He doesn't know what to do with himself. You ever met people that they're really uncomfortable when they're talking to you, which makes you really uncomfortable? That, that, that's what he's like. He's like, he just makes you, you know what I'm talking about. When someone's, when they're, they're number two, it's very, very small. So they feel uncomfortable with people. And that's, that's what he's like. So he's a very big three. I'm a two, three, one. Thank God my wife's a two, three, one as well. So we both love talking. And then we love going out to the forest together and hiking or doing, she doesn't surf or mountain biking, she's from, you know, Rebbitson. But she, but, but she, she loves getting out there and we take vacation, hikes and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and then intellect, but her, her, she's much more intellectual than I am. So I'll give you an example. We finished Shabbos, eat the chon, yeah, a couple shots of whiskey throughout the meal because I'm, my instinct's strong. So I like a nice Shabbos meal. We finished, when we got married, we'd finish the meal. And my wife would say, let's learn some Torah. And I'd be like, you know, I'm trying to be a good husband of Fashana Rishon. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You know, and, <laughs> and so, you know, we, we open up a safer. How long do you think it takes for me to be schluffing <laughs> while learning with my wife at the dining room table? It is exactly right. So about after a year of marriage, I decided to like, like, she she kept doing it after the meal. How would you like to learn some Torah? I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, Why don't we do it in our room? You read. Whenever she wants to talk to me in our room, so, so she says, "Please don't lie down." And I'm like, "I just need to stretch out a little." <laughs> Minute later, I'm out. She had like something really important to say. Passed out. Okay, my instincts very strong. I I love my bed. So, okay, so we're at uh, we're at. Uh, <laughs> And she, by the way, we were married 20 years. We just had our 20-year wedding anniversary. Wow. Thank God. And, uh, yeah, so it worked out. And uh, and she, she does not bother at this point, okay? I bench. If I make it through benching without passing out, I somehow crawl to my bedroom, you know, and lay down for a major, you know, coma, okay? So she, she, her and I have worked out at this point. You know, and she just sits in the dining room learning and stuff. Okay, here we go. We're going to do chabruzas, and when you finish the chabruzas, I want to know if you're a, if you're a one, three, two, a two, three, one, 
a one, a one, two, three, a three, a three, one, two. Okay. So you're going to meet with your chavrusa and find out if you're intellect, interpersonal, or an instinct person. What's your? And then give an example of your top one, meaning the one you mostly are. Give an example of how that show, shows up in your life today. Okay, chavrusas go. One with a longer hair, she'll start where the tefillin goes. Okay, yeah. All right, so let's get a few examples of, uh, uh, let's just hear your numbers and an example of your top number, okay? People I haven't heard from yet, let's try some new people. Please. Shh. Uh, two and three, very nice. Okay, good. Two and three over there, okay? What else we got? Raise your hand, people we haven't heard from you. We heard from you, we're doing new guys now. Yeah. Who else wants to share? Cool. Yeah, go ahead. I'm the Yeah, it's very interpersonal. But you got to be careful. Guys, be careful what, which one you say because it could be what you're compensating for. I mean, it could be that I'm very uncomfortable with people, so I'm going to say good shabbos to everybody. But really, the reason I'm uncomfortable is because instinct guys, for example, and sometimes intellect guys, aren't so comfortable with people and so you've been forcing yourself and you're but really what you're doing is stretching same thing with Ches and Gevura. yeah if, par- if, some, if a child is born from two Chesed parents the parents are flow so the child will automatically shoot to Gevura but let's say I have eight kids of those eight kids you might have four flows of four, four Gevuras but probably all the kids are going to be Gevura even though they're not naturally good, they're out of their zone because they're reacting to the parents who, you know, could, couldn't even like figure out who's going to make the chillin because they couldn't structure themselves properly. So you got to be careful. Make sure it's who you really are and not just something you're, you're stretching because in life, you must celebrate and stretch. I celebrate flow. That's my occupation. That's what I do. I'm a musician and, and I'm a freelance speaker. I go all around speaking. I like to be in a different place every day. I'm in my zone. But I have to stretch the structure so that I come home at night. You know, my kids should know there's a father. My wife should know she's got a husband. I'm going to pick her up for an event and take her to a wedding. You know, and not just be out in the mountains mountain biking because I was going with the flow. So I celebrate what I am and I stretch to the other side. You celebrate. I celebrate my occupation with being with people. I celebrate on my mountain bike, but I stretch to the base midrash. So you got to be careful to see if you're... Bottom line is, it depends on your age level. Age? Age. Age. I don't know. It could be. You want to give me an example? Give me an example. Give me an example. He said, what am I? Some more conservative. I said it's a three, two, one. And I say... I'll I'll drop two. One. I would drop the one. But. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said something else. Like me. Him and I could hang out. We're both three, two, one. I'm proud of it because when someone asks me, so which university did you go to? So I tell them, if you take a look in the book of Guinness Book of Records, you'll see kindergarten dropout, you see my picture. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely my one is very low. Right. I think I'm, I, but I do think I'm, my instant it's big. You're, you're, you're definitely a two, three, one. Even though you're, you're like me. You're, I have a massive, in, my, my, my 
my two's big, my instinct's really big, but a little smaller. My one's small. Well, you and I, you and I could talk. You like beer? Huh? You like beer? Depends uh, what right. like. I'm talking about like bo- oh, oh, talking about boutique beer, like anything. Yes. Yeah. When you come there, still I'll take you out to a brewery. Oh, I have plenty of breweries. Excellent. I have presents that people breweries send me different types of beers. Amazing. Yeah, me too. Me too. I actually commission beers to be brewed for me. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, great. You and I could get along. Okay, we're going to stop talking about beer for a little while and get back to our share. Okay? Now, I, let's wrap it up because it's, it's about 11.45 or something. And... Um, but and, it has to be the age. Age, it's a big difference. It's not definitely you change in a certain age. Things shift. When you're get when you're changing your ages, things shift. Right now what I'm doing and I'm getting more into intellect. I want to learn more Torah. Maybe I'm starting to look at like I'm I'm looking at the you know I'm looking at the next years and I wanna start, you know, getting back into learning. So now I've got a few more chavruses than usual. Over the years, I haven't had a lot of covers. Now I have more covers. IQ doesn't change as you get older. Stay, stay smart. Yeah. Okay. This is a this is a wonderful discussion. Let's let's finish the class. Okay. Oh, we got a little question back here. Check this out. Uh, which cob is structure? The cob on the left is. I, well, it's your. I've been going your right this whole time. Is flow. Structures the left side. Okay? Listen up. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I want to finish. Here's the deal. You want to find your Garden of Eden sphera, where you are in the zone. How do you do that? Answer, figure out what your style is. Are you a flow guy? Are you a structure guy? Once you know that, now go to the rows. You can find out what's your key number, whether you're a one or a three or a two as your key number. Hey, you've got your sphera. So my sphera is flow and interpersonal. That's the sphere of chesed. Okay? So now I know my sphere. I know what occupations I'm going to like. I know where I want to spend my time. I know where, how I want to live my life. I have to stretch to the other, the other modalities. But I can celebrate where I am so that my body's at peace. I don't have all that feedback stuff coming from the body like I spoke about at the beginning. Think about it right now. We're going to do chavrusas just for another second. And just talk with each other just for a minute to identify now what is your style and what is your thing. Wait, wait, gentlemen, gentlemen, just one more minute. Just one more minute because wait till you hear what I'm about to say. You want me to say it first and then we'll do them? No, whatever you choose is fine. I just want you to hear the last part. The last part. So just speak with each other. Just to, It's a, literally a 30-second share. What's your sphere? Are you a Chochma guy? Yeah? Are you a Bina guy? Are you a Das guy? Are you a Chesed guy? Are you a Gavur guy? Are you a Teferis guy? Are you a Netzach So after that, I'll share with you that special thing. Then you can hit the road. And then the rest of you, if you're willing to hear, I'll just talk about various occupations. Ways to make a Parnassah that you'll be in the zone while you're making your Parnassah because you're always celebrating your zone. Okay? So uh, here we go. Quick chavruz of 30 seconds. I'm going to interrupt you in 30 seconds. All 10 spheres. Once you know the, the sides, and now you know the rows, you can say the sphere. 
Here's the, here's, let's hear the, uh, let's just hear real quick that your Garden of Eden Sphera, okay? So, Chesed. Hey, a friend. Yeah. Netzach, louder. You, your structure, your structure guy. Go ahead. What are you? Exactly what? Go ahead. Chesed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shh. Guys, listen, listen, you're hearing all the spheres. This is great. If you really paid attention and video this, you could build an amazing business. Because if you had all ten spheres running the, doing the business, yeah, obviously running it would only be the middle guys. But, but everyone in positions, you can create amazing structures out of this in business. Yeah, go ahead. Hold. Stock trader. Good. Okay. Could be anything. Architect or engineer. What is it? Not sure. Okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. Two fairs. What? Two fairs? Okay, just a few more. Just. What? What's the balance between Chesed and the world? Two fairs. Two fairs. You know? That's it. Gvuri. Structure. Structure. That's it. You know it? That's it. You should get rounder lenses, by the way. Don't let those eyeglass people push you around. That's the people that need a little more roundness. Okay. That's what I was talking about before. Is like be in your zone. Let it. Don't let people push you in the you know shape. Okay. But you're wearing you're wearing more structure oriented clothing. All the you see your shoes. A little more structure. I'm not sure. You might be. I'm not sure. Okay, listen up. Shh. This is what I want to share with you, gentlemen. Before we go, there's an age-old question. What is better in a relationship between a husband and a wife? Likeness or opposites? Do opposites attract and complement one another? Or does likeness work out better? And it's an age-old conversation, and some say likeness, and some say opposites, which means that it's probably what? Both. And watch what happens when you apply the ten spheros to opposites versus attracts. When it comes to style, which is chesed or gavura, it's better to be opposites. A home runs much more balanced and relationships run much more balanced when they're on either kav, when they're on either side of the spectrum. If they're both chesed, as I said before, you know, she's heading out to, you know, yoga, he's going to a poetry reading, and it's two hours before Shabbos, <laughs> and it's like, I thought you were making the children, I thought you were making the children. We're eating out. So, anyway, the, the, Two parents who are Gavuradik. So the, so the kids have like Gestapo parents, you know? It's like Darth Vader for parents. The, the, Avram and Sarah. Yeah, it's all the Avos, Avram and Sarah. They, they, the Yitzchak and Rivka. It's, it's just mixing of Chesed and Gavura. It's much better to be on the sides. Now, you've got to be careful. Because if someone's extreme Gavura, 
they will want to kill the extreme chesed. And if someone's extreme chesed, they won't be able to breathe with their extreme gavura spouse. So once it's extreme, so then they have to marry, I mean, extreme gavura must stay away from all gavura spouses and marry someone who's a chesed but very close to balance. They have to be balanced chesed. Or tiferes. Tiferes can marry anyone. Okay? And the same thing, extreme flow person should not be marrying a flow person at all. That's dangerous. But they can marry a tiferes person all the way to a balanced structure, but no one beyond balanced structure. Opposites work out very nicely when it comes to style. However, when it comes to your USB cable interface, you want to have as much commonality as possible so that you actually share activities, that you share the time together well, that you want to do the same things. Now, you can't always hit it directly on. It is a great dating aid for people who are single to think about this work we've done tonight in dating. But for those of us who are married, you can kind of think whether it's a hit or miss. You know, when I teach with, uh, when I teach, uh, in secular, when, <laughs> when I teach in secular circles, people seem to have no problem admitting their parents are divorced. So I, so I can ask. You can actually ask. People say, today with Facebook, people say anything about themselves. So I, I say, uh, raise your hands, please, if your parents are divorced. So a certain amount of people raise their hands. And, uh, thank you. A uh, certain amount of people raise their hands. And then I ask them, and I'll ask you, did you notice that your parents, when it comes to the actual vertical, that horizontal rows, did you notice that it was a total miss? Yeah, did you notice? So you think about your parents, you realize that it was a total, for them, who, people whose parents were divorced, is a total miss. Their train never, their trains never met. They were ships passing in the night because they had totally different interests. Now, of course, in our community, you can have a miss, but our roles are so well defined. And our commitment to the institution of marriage is real. And therefore, we don't get rid of someone just because, you know, we don't both want to go to a sports game together. Now, that's, that's what I want to share with you two gentlemen. And the last thing I, I want to share is just a couple occupations. A couple occupations. Uh, first of all, when you get up to Chachman bin and Das, when you get to the intellect, so ideally intellectual occupations, the best place for people in Chachman bin and Das, meaning intellect, is yeshivas. When some, we get some, once in a while you get an intellectual to Eshetor where I teach in Yerushalayim, and the guy comes in, and he sees like, wow, everyone's learning Torah. Like, it's all about wisdom. He's so excited. And then later, when he hears that when you get married, you actually get money to keep learning Torah, meaning the whole society is like supporting intellectual pursuit, wisdom. He can't believe it. He like sends an email to his family saying he died and they can't find the body and they shouldn't bother getting in touch. Yeah? He just, he's, he's home in yeshiva. I should mention this. Synergy people are okay with Shiva, sorry, synergy. In, interpersonal people are okay with Shiva too because it's, it's a lot of friends and, you know, and hanging in the dorms and it's like, it's a fraternity. The people who have the hardest time with Shiva are the instinct people. And it's sad because the Yeshivas generally squish them out and make them feel like Goyim for not learning properly. But in fact, they're the people who usually make the most money and would be the best at supporting the Yeshivas. And Yeshivas should be she was really, our system should really set up much more for what I call the bottom, the, the instinct people, I call them builder yids. 
they're good at pranches. They're good at making a tish or making a good kugel or, or uh, organizing events and get-togethers. We need people like, they're good at building shuls, building an Arna Kodesh. They're good at writing a Sefer Torah. They're good at a lot of things. And, and our, our society must honor them more and set up better for them. Uh, a couple occupations. The top one, obviously, yeshiva is great. Um, interpersonal ones uh, have to do with, you know, being involved with a lot of people. Maybe one of the best managerial roles is uh, if you think of a proprietor of a restaurant. That would be a very synergistic thing. You have to totally relate with all the people, but you've got to be right in the middle so you can figure out how to make a profit over all that food while at the same time flowing with the clients. With uh, you know, people come late for reservation, whatever. The uh, instinct people managerially is a contractor, whereas the flow people would be maybe putting in the air conditioning duct, while the structure people are the ones who design that duct and and are involved in all the technical positions there. Uh, physicians are very good in the interpersonal. Family doctors, they have to be in the interpersonal realm. However, laboratory doctors, research doctors, do much better up in Bina in the, uh, in the, um, they are um, Bina people. They are intellect structure people. A surgeon. When you go to, sur- if, God forbid, if someone goes to surgery, can you imagine, that, you know, the surgeon comes in and talks to you before the surgery. Man, he comes in and he's like a total interpersonal guy and he's just like, how you doing? You know, and you're just like, is there another doctor here? <laughs> I don't want this guy cutting me open and then suddenly receiving like phone calls and stuff, you know. So, so the, so the surgeons are much better to be up in structure, intellect. Professors of humanities and stuff like that are, are Chumash teachers or people who love learning Hasidis would be up in the Chachma realms. Postgame and people who love Sakalacha would be in the Das realm. Uh, the interpersonals we mentioned, psychologist, counselor, people like that, social worker. They do, they've got to be in that middle, the middle row. They've got to be the interpersonal types. And we've all known really lousy counselors and psychologists because, because they were willing to do all that med school and they just, in the end, when you had to choose whether you're going to be an eye doctor, a foot doctor, or a psychologist, some people actually chose psychologists when they're really up there where med school is, which is up in Bina. Even though this person's totally not shy to be working out another person's issues, because they don't get that. They only get the formulas they studied in books. And that's why today coaching's become a, a very, very popular thing, because the best people at figuring you out are not always people who will sit for 10 years in university. They're people who live in the world of people, not in the books. And those are often the best people of all to get you where you need to go. We're n- we are not discussing mental illness. We're just discussing how to get someone activated and empowered in their life, which is what I do in the work I do with the possible you. Um, and then the last jobs down below are uh, artists, musicians, the instinct people. We mentioned business people. Everyone who runs small businesses, they're almost always structure um, instinct, which is, which is hoed. Stock traders are structure instinct. Okay, uh, someone whose whose instinct flow, someone whose instinct flow down there in Netzach, um, they make very good lifeguards. 
aerobics instructors and janitors. <laughs> Sorry. Just, we come to so many of each other's classes, so sometimes we're just a little off the wall. Okay. Um, anyway, but no, down there is uh, artists and uh, um, all the people who were involved in highly creative um, work. Uh, whereas on the instinct side, you can still have an artist, but it might be like Suzuki Kawasaki, the violinist. And she's going to play classical pieces, but she has to look at the music. Like I once took one of these ladies. Uh, I was in an art school growing up in high school. And it had, you know, the music department and the art department and all that. So I was in the music department. And we're in the jam band, and I'm in the jam band, you know, we're jam in the band. And the and all of a sudden I see Suzuki Kawasaki, the one of the amazing violinists that they imported from Japan to be uh, you know, there to play. And I mean these girls were like they were on their way to Philharmonic Orchestras, like the real deal. So I I tell the band, I go, Hey boys, blues and A. Dunk, 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 dunk. Take it away, Suzuki. You know, and she's just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just, just start playing some. You know, go with it. Go with it. And she's just like, she was frozen. And she's a, she's a world-class musician. She couldn't play a note. Not a note. Because she was structure and she was structure intellect. Or maybe, no, I'm sorry, she was structure instinct. She was structure instinct. She was hoed. And this was a jam. This was not Beethoven. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure speaking with you. You're all beautiful people. Love y'all guys so much. Such a pleasure to be here. Always love, love coming to Muncie and sharing a little, little of Jerusalem with y'all. And I hope you enjoyed. And uh, get in the zone, man. Find your Garden of Eden Sarah, which you did tonight. And now start aligning your life with it and stretching to the other side. Shalom. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.